Yeah, alright. How's it going? So, it's a pretty rainy day here in Salford and I imagine all over the UK, so if you can hear that in the background, I'd apologise, but I mean, let's face it, it's Greater Manchester, what do you expect? So, if you're actually listening to this, thanks for sticking around, because I have to say, I expected a few people to be curious enough to listen to my introduction episode. But if you're hanging on for dear life, thanks. I appreciate it. about today is something we're all getting a little bit tired of. Lockdown. I mean, (laughs) I say tired of, I think it's in a variety of ways. A lot of people think that lockdown was a complete waste of time. There are the weird conspiracy theorists out there who think that lockdown was actually all just a government plan to get us in line. And I'm like... (laughs) They don't need a lockdown to do that. You all voted for them. (laughs) But that aside, here in the UK, we've been in lockdown since the 22nd or the 23rd of March. Personally, I started lockdown about a week prior to that, just in terms of um, staying at home to work instead. And I'm pretty sure By this point, we're all finding working from home a little bit tedious (laughs) for a variety of reasons. I mean, when you think about it, not that many people can work from home and the funniest part being that so many businesses denied the workers the right to work from home and yet have had to let them work from home because of coronavirus and now now they've had to accept that their workers can work from home so it will be interesting to see how that goes moving forward and it definitely seems like video calls have become the new meetings in terms of stuff that could have just been said in an email and video calls are another funny thing about lockdown i think that for some people they've started to acknowledge just how great technology is because it's the only way they can keep in touch with loved ones and for others who use it for work you're starting to realise just how fucking noisy everything is in your household which is never really a good thing (laughs) me personally I've had my video calls interrupted in a variety of ways one of which was my dad yelling at the (laughs) neighbour who admittedly was being very very loud but it was good fun trying to explain to the people I was on a video call with that no there wasn't just some random drunk man yelling outside my house it was my dad kicking off with the neighbour and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to family interruptions of video calls and really it's a bit like an extreme sport 
I literally have to go downstairs and tell my parents, please be quiet. I am on a video call in five minutes. I'll let you know when I'm finished. Fucking five minutes later, they've completely forgotten. They're upstairs, downstairs, fucking shouting. I've actually kind of given up by this point and just say to people I'm on video calls with, yeah, that's my mom or that's my dad. <laughs> and the cat also likes to interrupt by meowing very loudly outside, which is also fun. I mean, animal interruptions are always infinitely better than human ones, but what can you do? <laughs> One of the things I found most interesting about lockdown is trying to distinguish your leisure time from work time because for most people they don't have the luxury of having like an office space. Most people are working in the same places you relax in, whether that be your bedroom or your living room. There's been a lot of interesting improv desks going on. And then you see people online with a full setup of a desktop, an iPad, a tablet, and you're thinking, what the fuck are you using all that for? What are you using that for? Unless you're a security guard or the neighbourhood perv, you don't need that many screens. What are you using them for? And half the time it's people in jobs that just barely require one laptop. And it's just hilarious to adapt to that kind of thing because I think a lot of people have found themselves after they finish work sitting there and suddenly having this panic about work they need to do before they realise that it's the end of the working day it's just because you're sitting in the exact same place you were two hours ago having a video call and a meeting that you were now sitting and binge watching Tiger King it's been good fun I think for a lot of people this has either solidified their belief that they should work from home or completely put them off it <laughs> for me it's not been too bad I will be the first to admit hand on heart I have done video calls dressed only really from the waist up presentably and I've had to turn off my camera when I have to get up to do something like shut the window because my neighbours are kicking off Nothing like a good domestic when you're trying to have a professional call, am I right? <laughs> yeah, so it's been how many weeks in lockdown now? I'm sure there's somebody out there counting, but to me it's kind of hard to even just keep track of the days. And I often find myself thinking it's the beginning of the week when it's the end, or thinking it's a weekend when I'm waking up on a fucking Monday. But on the topic of neighbours... I think lockdown has introduced this interesting insight into who our neighbours actually are. I mean, in the good old British tradition, most of us will maybe let on to our neighbours when we see them, give them a nod, maybe say hello. In most cases, I know there's some freaks out there who actually befriend the neighbours, but I'm afraid I can't relate. And because everyone should really be at home. <laughs> Everyone's starting to notice things about the neighbours that piss them off only once in a blue moon that now is happening every other fucking week. 
you know, have you got the neighbours that have completely ignored lockdown and have been having barbecues every weekend? Have you got the neighbours who've decided to let their children pick up drumming or guitar or violin all of a sudden? Have you got the neighbours that are up at seven o'clock in the morning shouting as though they're the only people in the universe? I have a neighbour who's out blowing up a blow-up hot tub every hour on the hour. And she was also sat in her hot tub last night after a day of torrential rain. It's quite funny, really, because it's just stuff that you don't notice. You wouldn't notice in day-to-day life because you're out of the house for most of the day with work in most cases. By the time you get back, there's a limited window in which you can even know what your neighbours are up to, whereas now, it's practically like a fucking competition to see which neighbour can annoy you the most. And one of the main points I wanted to touch upon today was the hilarity of Clap for Carers on Thursdays. Now, obviously, that stopped and the first time it happened I thought it was absolutely fantastic it was quite immense to hear the first time round because I didn't think that as many people would have picked it up and done it as they did but it was really really great to hear it fast forward to a week ahead of that and one person's brought out a wok pan the week after that there's the wok pan and then there's someone beeping in the car. The week after that, we have fucking foghorns going. I swear to God, it wouldn't surprise me if someone had bagpipes. It just became banger pan Thursday. It was just like all the stress we had from our neighbours annoying us was all let out in that few minute window on Thursday evenings where we tried to be as obnoxious as possible and pretend like it was under the guise of oh we're clapping for carers I don't remember at which point grabbing a metal spoon and banging a pot showed your support for the NHS and if you really cared about the NHS you probably wouldn't have voted Tory but you know beggars can't be choosers and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe it's just people around where I live, but I know I'm not the only one who's dealt with looking around um, when Clap for Carers was still a thing and thinking, when did it become a fucking competition? It's It just sums up British people, I think. It's kind of like this low-key, passive-aggressive rebellion. It's like, well, I can't shout at my annoying neighbours, but... I'll be damned if I don't go out on Thursday because I have an excuse to and make as much noise as humanly possible. (laughs) But it's funny to think about how far we've come really with lockdown because in the first few weeks, all you could see anywhere were articles about people panic buying. And we all remember those, don't we? There's people posting pictures of empty shelves saying... Fuck all the selfish bastards who've taken all of this food from the pensioners. And then there was people saying, Well, I stocked up three weeks ago, but it's ridiculous people are stocking up now. And then you had the people saying, There's nothing to stock up for, it's just a day-to-day flu. 
Yeah, okay, Martin, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that half the world has locked itself down and fucked its economy permanently over a fake flu. Mmm. The whole toilet paper thing is just hilarious to me, because... What? <laughs> Why was that the first thing people wanted to stockpile? Right, if I'm thinking realistically, if I thought there was the possibility that everyone in my house would have to stay in the house for two weeks, maybe four, without leaving whatsoever, right? The first thing I stock up on are things like, you know, non-perishables, tin foods, or things that have longer expiry dates. Tin foods, that lovely cheese and broccoli fucking pasta from Bachelors. <laughs> you know, things like... um pasta which obviously then started to sell out once people had the common sense to think that they're not going to be able to eat the way through quarantine with toilet paper but one does wonder what the priorities of a nation are when toilet paper is selling out <laughs> fucking hell honestly i do wonder about people sometimes but it was funny to see really how it played out in the beginning because towards the end of February I think people were evenly split down the middle because we'd heard a lot about what was going on in China or as Donald Trump would say China and we thought either one of two things holy fucking shit what are we gonna do or it's not that big of a deal won't come over here. Oh well. I think that we all underestimated the severity of the situation. And it was kind of funny to see all of the... I'm not sure if anyone else saw this, so I'll paint the picture a little. You know those women on Facebook who will share things like that long text post on Facebook saying... I do not give Facebook permission to use my pictures or my personal information. Copy and paste this before this date or Facebook will hack you. <laughs> Those types of women. You know, the type of women who forward on uh, chain mail to everyone they know and forward this or you'll die tomorrow type stuff. And somebody had seen tanks in, I think it was London... And all of a sudden, all these women crept up out of the woodwork, seeing their opportunity to cause mass panic, and said, they're going to force us into our homes with tanks. Fuck's sake, Linda, like, do you really think... <laughs> yes, there's a pandemic going on, and you're going to be forced back into your house under the barrel of a fucking tank, you know. <laughs> One does have to wonder... And I cannot believe the amount of people I know personally who shared statuses claiming that gargling salt water every hour would prevent coronavirus from sticking in your throat. Oh, fucking poor Chris Whitty. He didn't know that one, otherwise he could have let it out at the daily briefing. You know, good old Lynn on Facebook says you only have to gargle salt water every hour to keep coronavirus out your throat or my other favourite which was if you hold your breath 
and you can hold it for 30 seconds without erupting into coughs in the morning, you've not got coronavirus. I tell you, our general population, we should have all enlisted them in the NHS because they know what they're fucking talking about. (laughs) Speaking of knowing what you're talking about, I suppose we all could have just taken a however many miles trip to test our eyesight. Have you ever fucking heard anything like that? I'm honestly... (laughs) I think that one of the prevailing emotions I've had throughout lockdown is disbelief. The fact that Dominic Cummins genuinely said it didn't really matter that he'd broken lockdown rules because he was testing his eyesight. Now, I don't know about you, but if my eyesight was a little bit shaker... My first instinct really wouldn't be to get in the car, right? And if it was, it wouldn't be to get in the car with my partner and child and drive however many miles to test it. I'm not sure that Specsavers approved, but if I could ask anything of Specsavers' marketing team, can we please have that as an advert? Someone who looks like Dominic Cummins driving down fucking road under lockdown oh should have gone to spec savers yeah if you take that idea i expect credit just saying daily briefings have practically become people's version of um, love island by this point you know the past couple of years near summer all i ever used to see at a specific time on facebook was people sharing love island memes and now everyone's radio silent because they're all tuning into daily briefings. <laughs> it is kind of funny, the the sudden shift. You know, because usually around this time of year, the beer gardens would be rammed. Football would be all that was on anyone's mind. And Love Island, you wouldn't be able to escape it. And yet, here we all are tuning into daily briefings for which Boris Johnson can't even be asked showing up and we're seeing MPs we didn't even know existed but like oh it's the transport secretary who the fuck is that or you know the culture secretary talking about how great it is that football's returning aren't you the same knobheads who said it was bad to be out protesting even though most of the people out protesting self-isolate and then in the same breath they're like, yeah, I can't wait to have tens of thousands of football fans milling about. Or good old Matt Hancock talking about how great horse racing was because they got a big payout. But politicians aren't biased. That's a ridiculous thing for me to imply. I do apologise. How's lockdown been for all of you? Are you getting as angry with your neighbours as I am with mine? Personally, I would love to hear some feedback on what all of your neighbours have been up to, uh, including Bang Upon Thursday. What would you say your biggest gripe with lockdown has been? Lockdown has just been an experience in general, and I do definitely think it will be very amusing 10, 15 years from now trying to explain to young children what the hell coronavirus was and trying to explain the concept of lockdown but it will 
definitely be interesting as well to see how businesses start to try and say that people can't work from home anymore. <sighs> Honestly, one does wonder how we're going to move forward after this, but this is England and the second they open the pubs up, fucking God help us all and good luck to us all. I'd like to finish today's rather opinionated rant. It's clearly not a research-based one because I'm just all up in my feelings. With Grace's gripe for today. Grace's gripe was an idea suggested to me by my good friend Alice, which was essentially something that I've adopted into finishing off an episode with something that has annoyed me today. Something that has annoyed me today is the excessively loud volume at which middle-aged men, usually dads, sneeze and cough at. It's like they get to a certain age and suddenly forget what volume control is. I have honestly never met a middle-aged man who sneezes or coughs at a fucking reasonable volume. So there's some food for thought. But I hope that you enjoyed my Round in Circles run, and I hope that you'll stick with me for some more episodes in the future. I hope you're doing well, and try not to kill your neighbours, because if you don't kill them, then I can be motivated not to murder mine either. Drinks all round. Have a good one.